Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode 37. No, no. <laughs> add like, like, add like what? Like 40? 60. 60? <laughs> 67? Yeah. No, add 60 to 37. Add 60 to 97. 40 plus 30. That's like, wait, no, not on the hundreds of year. Well, that's coming. Do over? Yeah. What uh, episode? Um, yeah. Do over. Welcome to Welcome to Lights in the Sky. Oh, sorry. Do over. <laughs> Do over. <laughs> Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast, episode 97, The Do-Over. The Do-Over. Casual chat about uncasual things, I'm Luke. Welcome to the podcast, Luke. Uh, Tone is going to join you today. When's, when does he get here? Uh, he's coming. He have run up the stairs. This uh, radio play was brought to you by Cora's Light. Right. Have you listened to the wrong Burgundy podcast? No. Yeah. Oh. That's happening. What? Cause light. Hi, Ton's here. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought you'd listen to the Ron Burgundy podcast because Cause Light is sponsoring that, and there's a whole lot of weird uh, Cause Light references in that. So, really? Yeah. No, it just it just happened. Weird. Great. Um, well, listen to that podcast. I think you quite enjoy it. No. There are other podcasts. I thought we're the only one worth listening to. You tell me that all the time. Yeah, but that's just a stroke your ego. Um, so this week we've had um, uh, short weeks. We've both had annual leave. Yes. At the start of the week uh, for different reasons. Oh, there's where my... Like, is that my headphones? No. I'm struggling to hear you, but that's fine. Okay. Technical issues. Four-day week, right? Four-day week. Four-day week. What did you do on your Monday? Do you find that four-day week, a four-day week is like, it almost feels longer than a... Yeah, because you go week. in thinking, oh, I've got a short week, so you feel like it should feel short, yeah, and then it when it doesn't, drag. it just goes forever. Like by four o'clock today, leaving work, mm. like it, it, it had dragged. What time did you start to leave at four? Um, 7.30? It's not too bad. <laughs> what time did you start? Seven. Yeah, yeah I start okay. work at seven I every did, day. I didn't take a lunch break, though. I did. And I did use my own vehicle to drive to a supplier, so I felt that I was owed. Are you trying to be better than me? I was like... A better employee than me. I drove across me. town on my own cost, so I want to go like 15 minutes earlier than I normally do. Oh, yeah. Um... I often don't take breaks, so suck on that. I don't think I, I ever win. take breaks. Well, I know that, I know I that do. you take excessive hot drink breaks from last episode. Do I? You you're always having hot drinks at work. Yeah, it doesn't so you, mean I have a break. No, but you're having to get up from get your fanny up, <clears throat> wander into a kitchenette, I assume. Yeah. And make a hot beverage. Yeah. Well, those and of then us walk who don't, back to my desk. Yeah. And so those carry of us who working. don't, if you, I mean, it sounded like you have. Chicken soup, tomato soup, corn chowder. Yeah, all instant. So are actually quicker than making a cup of tea. And when they say instant, that's a lie, man. Like instant is not instant. Instant as soon as you get all the ingredients in. Yeah, but that's not instant. It's not like instant is like straight away. Like this is instant. Ready? There. <laughs> like, no, but that probably coffee. is an instant. Instant if you, coffee. Instant if you've coffee. Filmed it all instant time. coffee is not instant. No. Instant Kiwi is stupid. irrelevant to everyone. Yeah, it's a stupid name. For scratch card lottery. Yeah, instant Kiwi. You don't want a Kiwi. You scarcely no. win. This is a good segue. It's back more like to... it's instant like um fine residue shavings of like scratch card stuff that now gets on your carpet or your on or your legs or your shoes. Yeah, what's that made of? Yeah, how do they do that? How do they do how that do they little do scratchy that? thing? I've never like I've never seen a behind the scenes of that. 
Is it like an ink? I'd love to know. With like a resin? Even just the whole thing, like how they make the cards and how they work out what's going to win. Like one of those mega factories on Discovery Channel, but they make scratch cards. Let's talk about scratch. Let's scratch the podcast. And let's go find a documentary on how they make those scratch cards. I don't think there is one. I think we need to scratch the podcast and make a documentary on how they make those scratch cards. If anyone knows. Because it would have to be really secure as well. Because... Like this, there's prizes upward of like twenty grand, or an, or a new um, Toyota Rav Four like, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like recent, like recent Father's Day prizes. Yeah, like, it's like a new Hilux or something. Yeah, like I wasn't eligible for that because I'm not a father. I couldn't win any of those prizes. But, yeah, um, they actually you, check. They did. They did. They do. They did. They do. <laughs> yeah. I could have won a Hilux. Is that what you're saying? You could have won a Hilux. But my daughter didn't give me the scratch cards. No, because she's too young to buy them. You have to be eighteen. Hmm. Speaking of kiwi, when was the last time you saw a real life kiwi? And I um, don't mean. And for those, for those people that don't know from overseas, a kiwi is not a fruit, and I'm not in that kind of like a tomato's not a vegetable kind of way. It's not. It's a bird. Our national thing, the whole thing of New Zealanders being kiwis, we're not yeah. saying we're fruit. Would you we're call saying you, we're would a you, bird? Would you class yourself as a kiwi? Yeah. So could I say the last time I saw a kiwi was like now with you? No. Like you mean nocturnal bird. Flightless bird. Nocturnal flightless bird. Yeah. Um, native to, native of New Zealand. Earlier this year. Probably I would say May or J- May. I'd say May. How, weird situation, please. Uh, zoological gardens. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a situation, that's a destination. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Zoological gardens. Yeah. You were at a zoo. I was at a zoo. In Christchurch? Yes. You went to Willowbank. I run a park. I run a park. Yeah. And I saw a uh, kiwi. It's very hard. Cause the problem with it when you go to those kiwi enclosures is that they are dark because it's nocturnal, right? Yeah. And it's like, look at this animal. It's really hard to see it. Yeah. See, I've been to these places and and not recently i don't think i've been to any of these zoos for years but i don't recall ever being able to actually see a kiwi until monday just gone what happened i went to one and saw one willowbank i went to willowbank he saw a kiwi yeah and i'm kind of a big deal there now i have an annual pass hashtag dad mode oh right uh, how much use do you think this annual pass is going to get? Uh, well, the annual pass uh, pays like, for itself after two visits. Like, can and you I, take me? And I know... No, it's my annual pass. Yeah, but like, can you take a guest or... Yeah, they just have to pay. Well, I don't want to pay. <laughs> I want to give them for free. Well, that's not how an annual pass well, works. Well, like, say I have an annual pass to go into, like, the Koru Lounge, the yeah. New Zealand Lounge. I can take you in. I don't need you to. I've got one. Yeah, but I could take you in if I wanted to. You don't need to. I've got one. Okay, well, say you didn't have it. I could take you in. So that's that's my annual pass. Yeah, but I've got it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is not really working out where I wanted it to be. I'm still saying that your annual pass is not as... Uh, it's, it's, it sort of doesn't invite friends and family to come for free. No, but you could do that for like an extra 30 bucks. Oh, what? Yeah. $30? Yeah. It could be one person. It's quite reasonable, actually. It's quite good. Um, but... The annual pass is the same value as two visits, and I'm going again in October, so, so I was they, like, I might as well do that, and then any subsequent passes, any subsequent entries to the zoo are free. Did they upsell you? How did they get you to buy that? Uh, my wife already had one. She said, you should get one, because we're going Why did she again. have one? Because she's been a few times. She's with going without daughter. She's going without you? Yeah. Well, I work. Well, and not, not dissing anyone for not working just i don't have the time and i don't want to go on a weekend that's why i know i'm only going once because <laughs> I, I cannot be bothered with public places so do you think you're better than me now um you have this annual pass a little bit yeah yeah i've I already mean, got the car to be honest i would too yeah <laughs> <laughs> to honest, i feel better than people because i've got car <laughs> yeah oh man um well I, I, can i come in october or like is it like what's who's going who else is going like would it be rude if i joined me and my wife and my daughter okay at this point maybe me and me then what day are you going it's a tuesday what date you know Uh, i work around here i can come down and see you 
Rum Willow Bank. Yeah. Yeah, I love Boyd Gets Suppose. Out of Town. I come, to come join you for lunch. I'm not lunching there. I'll buy your lunch. Is it a bit weird to... Because Willow Bank's one of those almost like a farmyardy type one. Like, they're not like a runner park where they've no. got zebras and... I don't know what a runner park has. I just realised lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Um, they're more of like that kind of farm animal. So, they've got like a horse and some cows and stuff like that. Is it weird to go Like, don't you see that you, the you, you live rural. Don't you see those animals anyway? Like, why are you paying $30 to go see them anyway? Like, How again? rural do you think I live? I'm not, I'm not like... Amish. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you must drive past a paddock, though, at least once a day where there's a cow. Yeah, and for work, I quite often visit farms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, even just this week, I was on a farm with hundreds of cows and calves also. Right. So now you're paying to see <laughs> them. paying to see okay, some, right, but right. with my family. No, they do have, like, those little monkeys that are on Night at the Museum. Spider monkeys? Yeah, and... They have eels, don't they? And they have those... Um, like, you can feed the eels? Yeah, they have way. eels. <sighs> My sister got an eel for an aquarium. And I was like, that's disgusting. Oh, that a little baby one, 10 centimetres oh, long. Oh, God, I'll have a fucking freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have bought it up. And then... And this will get you then. And they woke up the next day and it wasn't in its tank and they can't find it. <laughs> no way. Disgust. Oh, <laughs> I'd have to... Like, it's like a... Is, is this the same sister that got rid of the car because of the, of, of, of the mouse? No, it? different sister. Oh. They have um, quite a few fish in a fish tank and they bought an eel and didn't know that they were escape artists and woke oh. up the next day and it was gone and they haven't found it and oh it's been god. four days. Oh my god, I couldn't live in the house. <laughs> well, I, I, would, I mean, it would never happen in the first place. I, mean, I, I would never be a fish tank in my house to start with, but hmm. holy crap. When we were at... Um, sweaty. Knees weak, weak arms are re- ready. Heavy, heavy. There's vomit on your sweater already. Mom's, Mom's spaghetti. Mom's biscotti. Yeah. Um, he's nervous, and on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs, but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words don't come out. He's choking now. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like that. <laughs> as much as I love that, though, I love that. What? The the rap, <laughs> the rap recital. What do you mean? It's like poetry. I'm not familiar. Uh, you're a white rapper. I don't get it. A white gift rapper. Was that a thing you were just doing? Uh, was that a bit you were trying? It was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit. I was just saying what Reci- came naturally to me. Poetry. I was just saying what so came I naturally. You were reciting and- um sort of uh, ancient poetry. <laughs> I suppose it was for like was it. 2003? 2003 yeah <laughs> sounds ancient yeah um and what was i gonna say something about you buy things that you don't need oh no i was gonna say um is it weird oh so we went to disneyland and they had the rainforest cafe there and they had the we did. um we did. the big uh like a walkway you walk through and it was like an aquarium where it had like a nemo fish and a dory fish and um lots of other fish we freaked out then because they're behind like heaps of perspex. Because you don't like fish, is I what think we're saying, like, right? Yeah, like I, like I don't. I can understand a disgusting, slimy eel like with I don't one of those com- faces of an eel. I can never feel comfortable with it. Um, like the mind's always thinking, like, what if there was like a big earthquake and like the tank cracked and they all come flooding out? Like, Did that happen in town? Because there was an aquarium in town when the earthquake mm, struck here. Southern Encounter, I believe. Yeah, they had a kiwi house too. Right. <laughs> There's all these things like, why are kiwis in town at an aquarium? But narrow, I kind of still don't quite get it. Tourist dollar. Yeah, what do they do with those animals? That, that's, that might be a really depressing, sad story about what actually happened to that. Do you, the no, other, let's not dwell on that one. The other one. Why not dwell just on Just to skip, on, <clears> skip <throat> over <throat> that. <clears throat> the other thing I thought was weird is if you go to Willow Bank you buy the buy some bags of food you can feed animals i fed like a donkey and a cow and (laughs) this is like what you would normally do in your day-to-day work right and what else did i feed like some goats and stuff like that but at the end of it there's a cafe you can buy a burger is that weird only if they i guess slaughtering the animals on site like if they (laughs) if you're feeding them up and then they are 
doing the deed and mm-hmm. I don't know if Willowbank had a slaughterhouse for example <laughs> like it turns out that they're actually um, co-owned with like Hellas yeah, yeah and they sausages. you're using the yeah you're enticing the animals to slaughter like I'm buying the food to fatten up the cow yeah to make the burger I'm about to then pay for again exactly it's like it's like frog where you're like <laughs> shoving food down their throat so oh, that you can have that's um, not quite the same but well, yeah. sounds the they same eat it out of your hand you don't put a funnel down their neck <laughs> it could be it might be where you go the next time it's where little like orange funnel like we put oil in your car it's like pour it in um i work with someone who put oil into their radiator of their bmw it sounds like a rookie mistake hmm feel like, like they buy a bmw <laughs> <laughs> fair yeah anyway we're bouncing all around the place today um so so you had so you had the day off you oh yeah had the day off did a family photo shoot right and i've the just seen these for. i've just seen these photos initial thoughts they've just been leaked yeah yeah tmz got hold yeah, of them just yeah. been leaked um what do i think of the photos um you know, I'm not like a really big kid person. <laughs> I guess like people describe. I'm not I a guess, big. You're not a big. Uh, I guess I can charming be, person. I guess I can be described as like a big kid, but I'm not a big kid person. But okay. My broveries were stirring <laughs> <laughs> when I saw those photos. I gotta admit it. Broveries before hoveries, yeah. you know what they say. It's like you feel that we like tingling in the abdomen. I'm like, oh my god, my broveries are gone. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we went to the zoo and uh, fattened up a cow to make a burger out yeah. of it. <laughs> it's like, will that be ready by lunchtime? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, how really do I have to get it to fit this cow? They're like, yeah, we have it for lunch. <laughs> yeah, and why do I have to buy its food and then buy it back as food? Yeah, that's unfair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're buying it twice. Yeah. This yeah, get out of here. Um, yeah, so cute, cute kid. Again. Yeah. Photogenic kid. Very. Like, are you thinking when you see how photogenic your kid is and you're like, model? Nope. You're like, easy by model? Nope. Cotton on kids model? Nope. Country road kids model? Nope. Hallenstein kids model nope <laughs> um sassies kid what's it model it like a strip club <laughs> it's like a woman's clothing store but it sounds like a strip club yeah nope Klein's model Chris Klein yeah oh Eric Pye how's he going <laughs> um, okay yeah I was just talking about Klein's on the weekend that's why I think Klein's oh yeah so that it, was my it, Monday. Anyway, um, so not a model. Not a model. No, no model. No. <laughs> no. That was my Monday. What was your Monday? Travelling? Travelling. From? Uh, Melbourne, which feels like it's kind of like somewhere that you belong. What? Like, because, like, if, if any Australian city, it's sort of like you've got family connection. And okay. it feels like that's your Australian city. That, okay. I can see that. I'm seeing that. What what else about it means I fit in in Melbourne? Uh, just the connection to just, family. Just family. Just family. It seems like I've heard a lot of stories with you in Melbourne. I have been there a lot. You have been there a lot. And that's why I was thinking, yeah. So I had a Melbourne trip. Mm-hmm. Saw Manwang. Is that a, is that a suburb? Mm. <laughs> like, some, of it, some of it could have been. Is that was near that Dandenong? Big? Yeah. <laughs> some of it was so... Which, by the way, I've been to a strip club at. Kind of weird. And Dante Nong. Anyway. He seemed like the least likely person in the world to go to a strip club. Yeah. Um, I didn't say I was comfortable. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the man wang, I guess, was the size of a suburb in some cases. It was quite, not engorged, that's the wrong word for it. But, you know, they're they're playing to their strengths, right? Yeah. Um, Wouldn't look out of place in Willow Bank? (laughs) No. (laughs) If you were hand feeding it some grain. (laughs) Um, <laughs> yeah so they had, had that um yeah yeah wine tasting um rooftop barring it was good 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 fun yeah yeah Excellent. Really, good, really good fun um it took like felt a little bit like i drank a bit too much over that weekend so like there was that case of you get back on get back during the weekend i just felt a bit like 
bit seedy. Bit seedy. Bit seedy. I felt a bit seedy on. I felt seedy on Sunday. <laughs> Quite seedy on Sunday. Little seedy on Monday. Still a little seedy on Tuesday. Really? Like, that wow. good? Wow! Wow! Did you have to drive back from the airport? No. Good. No. Smart. I didn't. I didn't drink though on the flight back or anything. It was uh, coffee, orange juice, and water. So mm. that's all we did. Do you usually drink on a flight? I did on the way over. You're an alcoholic. It contributed to the CD. You're an alcoholic. <laughs> it was a one, one one way drink. Were you sampling local wares? Um, was there I, anything you ate or drank there that you wouldn't get here? Yeah, the wine from Marlborough, uh, Yarra Valley. Oh, yeah. It was delightful, actually. We met some friends. There was a book on the table. You met Ross and Rachel. Yeah, from, from friends. friends. There was the third the third place we went to. There was a um, a book on the table of vineyard dogs, and I was like a little bit boozed, and like seeing dogs made mm-hmm. me like mm. <laughs> what <laughs> I don't know. Like I just got carried away. Like I just keep, I just found it so adorable. <laughs> like I was nearly in tears by the end of it. How beautiful it was. <laughs> I get very emotional when I've been drinking. Yeah, right. You had a moment. Uh, and I was like, they should say what sort of dogs they are. And then someone's like, yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Get the bottom of the page. Brilliant. Like, Where they keep the captions generally. Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. Um, wonderful, though. Did you... So, you, we had some homework from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beast of Bray Road. Doco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's a doco? Kind of a doco. An expose. There is, so there's a movie, The Beast of Bray Road, yeah. which is unrelated to this expose. <laughs> okay, so we're going with that. Um, uh, did you watch it on the plane? I watched it last night. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Because I watched it a few days ago and I came here and I was like, I wonder how much of that I'm actually going to remember because it's been a few days. It's been a few days. Yeah, yeah. I thought I better watch it. Whereas last, last week's one about the Thunderbirds, I, I literally finished watching in the car outside yeah. while I was waiting for you. <laughs> so you were fresh. Yeah. All um, right. Do you want to kick us off into um, Beast of Bray Road territory? Yeah. So I, what I recall, what I recall. So I, I was actually thinking last week, did we fully explain what these are and what these documentaries are and how to see them? Like, I don't know if we fully I think did. we did the week before, which doesn't help if, no. <laughs> if it's like two weeks ago. And given we keep missing weeks because of um, various life events, it's, yeah. uh, it's becoming further and further. So uh, I don't know if these are available in all countries, but at least within... Racist. You're being really racist right now. I just I'm, thought I'd point that out. I'm being cunt... Pardon? <laughs> Pardon? Countrist. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, yeah I'll go with you Countrist. on that. You are. Within the realm of New Zealand, um, when I say realm of New Zealand, that includes <laughs> Niue, Tukalau, and the Cook Islands. Actually, I don't know if, if the realm of New Zealand is included. We don't know. Anyway, anyway, within the realm of New Zealand, I've done it again, on Amazon Prime, there is... A series of documentaries from a production company called Small Town Monsters. What series? Just documentary selections. Untouchable. Ariel America. The last twenty-four hours. Michael Jackson. Cocaine Cowboys. The Lost Tapes. <laughs> do you want to hear the next five? Yes. Yeah, we do actually. Siri. Warriors. Saving Jaws. Dina. The first Monday in May. History of the Eagles. Want to hear the next five? Of yes. course. <laughs> Jerry Lewis, the man behind the clown, America in color, the Tillman story, easy to learn, hard to master, the fate of Atari, Mossel. Want to hear the next five? Yes. Yeah, we do, actually. We do. That, a documentary, Woodstock, three days of peace and music, extraordinary, the seeding, the remarkable life of John Weld, neat, the story of bourbon. Do you want to hear the last four? Yes. <laughs> it's only four Operation to go. Odessa, Wayne, the Kill Team, Wayne. and Religulous. Thank you, Siri. Thank you, Siri, for that interjection. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Siri. <laughs> um, so apparently I said documentary and that triggered Siri. Yeah. That didn't that time. That didn't trigger Siri. 
God, I don't know where I was. Sorry, I was so rudely interrupted by by something that isn't real. So the New Zealand realm has uh, a series of neighborhood monsters. Did you say series or Siri? <laughs> series of neighborhood monsters. Hey, Siri. What is small town monsters? No, I don't know about it. It's on the web, I don't care about it. All right. No, good. Um, so, production company that makes um, docos, uh, well, or exposés, whatever you want. You, I know you prefer exposés, about um, paranormal phenomenon. Nom, 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 nom. Sounds delicious. Phenomenon. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so, last week we led the bidding with Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds are going. And that was. Uh, terror in the skies we had virgil and scott and gus and and this week we had uh the beast, the beast of, of bray road beast of bray road yeah and so do you do you want to explain what the beast of bray road oh, sorry i got a buzzing in my ear sorry <laughs> Sorry about that. I had a buzzing in my ear. Weird. Fixed? <laughs> yeah, it must be the headphones. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you want to explain what the Beast of Bray Road was in your opinion? Or like um, what, what well, you sort of took away from well, the way that Or do you want to sort of introduce things? Or well, if you stop talking. Can I, can I just keep talking and you just, you know, give you no time to talk? And maybe, I don't know, we'll just see where we go from here. Like, do you want to say something? If you want to say something, you can say something. I'm not stopping you from saying something. Well, currently I am stopping you from saying something. So you're welcome to say something. Now, so the structure of the expose, <laughs> yeah, good. It's, good. it's split into a bunch of um, sections and uh, along the way deals with people who um, sighted or encountered or locals from the area, that kind of thing. Um, but kicks off with a section about, uh, it's kind of, was it Greek mythology? Yeah. So Zeus comes to dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen that episode of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. But no, I was thinking the same Zeus thing. Zeus was like, it, um, and essentially turned some people into were- lichens, lichens, which yeah. are kind of a werewolfy thing. Which you'd a lichen, which I'd liken to a werewolf. Laugh at that. That was clever wordplay. And <laughs> anyway. And <laughs> oh, maybe oh, maybe he didn't hear. Try, <laughs> uh, you know, a lichen, which I'd liken to a werewolf. And one of the uh, reasons they brought that up was because they think it may have been like an origin story for this supposed beast that was um, uh, being seen more than heard. <laughs> or encountered around uh, like Bray child, Road, like in a like a uh, well-behaved child from <laughs> yeah, exactly. the thirties or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like it's sort of like a mythical tale because, like, it was something weird, like where like the guy who turned into the lichen killed his son and tried to feed Zeus like the boiled skin of his son. Yeah, that's right. Which doesn't sound like it would make it in like. Like any sort of like Hello Fresh or Blue Apron or any sort of like that's right ingredient pack thing these days, but um, yeah, and Zeus is like, actually, I know what's going on because I'm all seeing, all knowing, and yeah, which is I'm bringing the sun back to life, and you are being punished as a weir man, yeah, lichen, lichen. So, kind of weird mythical start. But I guess it sort of sets the tone around because, like, through history, there's obviously been a lot of tales of werewolves and those mm-hmm. sort of things, and they don't get too much into that. But they do touch on like ancient stories of werewolves and other such crazy beasts that have that have occurred in Europe. And I've heard a few stories um, on other podcasts that I've listened to about, um, like, one is an example in France where they had some werewolf-type creature that was just, like, killing people and um, livestock and they mm. set out to try and kill it and they reference it in, in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where the whole sort of silver bullet thing comes from where they got a silver-clad bullet and tried yep. to kill, kill the beast. by a priest, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, 
So, so they touch on that, and then they kind of leap into, I guess, the more contemporary tales dating back to late eighties, early nineties. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the the thing is kind of centered around a journalist who um, first wrote about some encounters that people had. So the the Bray Road is kind of like a dirt road um, surrounded by farmlands. The farms are owned by kind of fifth or sixth or seventh generation farmers so and we'll say it's set in wisconsin and near the town of alcorn yeah that's right alcorn yeah and the author you're talking about is linda godfrey yes um and basically she wrote articles about uh, sightings that people had and the thing blew up and captured imaginations mm. so um so the, the first like couple of sightings are like they're one was like it was like Halloween night, like nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty nine or something like that, and there's like a high schooler driving home or something who runs over the Bray Road beast. That's right. It's like boom, boom, boom. It was like Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. And she's like, oh fuck, I've run over this. Uh, I run over something. <laughs> Explicit tag. Oh sorry. Go on. Oh fudge, I've run over something. <laughs> and like she gets out, and then like there is something like steering her down uh, yeah and like she's like oh okay I'll ex- okay obviously i've hit someone or i've run into something so i'll be exchanging my insurance so she gets her insurance papers out make sure her paperwork's in order as you do yeah as you do sure all of a sudden though something comes charging at her yeah the creature yeah either very eager to exchange insurance details <laughs> or murder more sinister yeah more sinister methods so she gets back in the car and takes off and she feels like this like scraping grinding nails on a chalkboard yeah sort of feeling nails on a tailgate like gets home and this is like middle of the night yeah scariest time of the night yeah uh or and and the day (laughs) (laughs) and there's like claw marks on the back of her car not like claw marks. There was claw. There marks. were claw marks on the back of her car. Yeah, um, and then like shortly after that, there was another dude, mm-hmm. and he's driving back. He's like eighteen year old driving back from a wedding reception with like two friends. Yeah, a little bit weird. Say that a little bit weird. <laughs> Going out there, okay. Um, and it's really foggy, mm-hmm. and they can smell something horrendous. Right, and. One of them catches the glimpse of something ominous outside. It looks like a um, like a dog, but standing on its hind legs. That's right, yeah. Schnauts. Glowing red eyes. Schnaut with glowing red eyes. Mm-hmm. And as they slow, the car is swiped mm. by something. And again, leaves claw marks on the paintwork. Like yep. Big gouged out claw marks on the paintwork. Yep. So, like, your five fingernails down a chalkboard, yep. uh, leaving a trail of scratches in the shape of claws. So, i got to give the Bray Beast credit here mm-hmm. for, I don't know, tackling the problem of vehicular transportation and fossil fuel. Mm-hmm. Because if you are, you know, a mythical beast... You care just, mu- just as much about the environment as the next guy. Hey, this is our only planet. We only get one. We only get one. (laughs) We get one shot of this. And whether you are a mythical beast or you're a billionaire industrialist, we've got to share the space, right? Share the space. So no wonder you're attacking these fossil fuel generating automobiles. Well done. Like, person of the year. That's actually Person of the year. Well, mythical creature of the year. Lycan of the year. Lycan of the year. This has completely reframed this. I know. What if the lichens are the goody? And we're the baddies. We're the baddies for these fossil fuel generating vehicles. Yeah. So yeah, like I was telling you earlier about how I had to do all that um, electric vehicle stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, we're not on target. We're not on target. <laughs> I'm like, if you're not on target, Bray Road Beast will come get you. Yeah, exactly right. Fuck, we get fucked over in the Bray Road Beast. <laughs> well, that's like... He's passionate about the environment, man. The Bray Road Beast could date back to Roman times. So imagine it from his point of view. He sees this race of humans come along and just start polluting. Yeah its planet the planet was pristine maybe it wasn't even angry before we came along yeah it would have been quite happy horse. it would have been wouldn't it yeah horse and cart people feeding it pallets at zoos yep fattening them up fattening it up 
buying a burger of its flesh at the end. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, automobile. 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 Using the bodies of its fallen comrades, fossils. <laughs> yeah, as I fuel. Guess, yeah. yeah, as fuel. And just farting it out the back exhaust. This <sighs> poor lichen. I'm so sorry. Honestly. It. I'm so sorry, Bray Row Beast. Or Dogman, or whoever you are. So, I mean, we know he's obviously an environmental champion. We can, we know that. Yes. Um, that we're sure of. Do you want to, like, do you, do you feel confident describing him, what he looks like? Well, you just did. He's like a dog. I, I sort of touched on, on it, but I was legs. wondering whether you can sort of, like, delve in more of this. Do you want to, do you want to sort of share more about his, his glamorous looks? <laughs> um... Did you not cover it? No, what am I missing I, I here? Kinda, I kinda, Remember, I've got like four days since I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> Lots happened in well, those you, four days. Well, there's, there's conversations that he is a uh, like kind of like half wolf, half man, or half oh, like, yeah. like German shepherd type looking thing. Yeah, and yeah. Like a has, German shepherd head, but bigger than a German shepherd. Yeah. Um, and there was links to Native American uh folklore as well yes yep. where it talked about a skinwalker yep which is a shapeshifter um, yeah there's a bit of talk about whether this is potentially a real creature like a flesh and blood animal or whether it is something more spiritual or um interdimensional or something that's uh, a little bit more non uh like sort of i guess it dances around the the cryptozoology circles so where it's not so much an actual animal it's something that is um more paranormal paranormal than yeah than an actual flesh and blood creature yeah but yeah like it talks about it standing on hind legs and also running on all fours um five to seven feet tall yep um there was also glowing red eyes which you did mention it also uh they alluded to uh who was it um one of the ancient egyptian was it egyptian yeah there was actually ancient egyptian uh gods who was basically in charge of who who they see into who they see into the afterlife yeah and who's stuck in purgatory um yeah which so is similar to Tartarus and no Tartarus is the place but the person who is in charge of that is someone else Hades yes that's yep. right yeah very good so it um it's a, they detail um some sightings from like that late 80s early 90s um and then during this initial kind of We'll say we'll say flap because it's a because uh, <laughs> you love it. I love it. The term. Someone talks about how their father had seen this thing in like 1936 in like this um, cemetery or yeah. There was, was a like a, um, it was like was a church a, run type welfare center that for for kids who had uh, mental health issues. Yeah. They had like a church run uh, facility, kind of yeah. hospitalish, orphanageish. Uh, but had a cemetery attached to it. So he's like a night watchman, this yep. guy. So his job was to walk the grounds with a torch. Yep. And so he, uh, one evening, uh, was walking the grounds and there was a, a shadowy figure on one of the graves of, I forget who's, whether that's even important. It's probably not important. On a grave. There was digging going on. <laughs> there was digging going on on a grave and it was the kind of um, quite intentional digging, like looking for something type digging and when uh and then oh so that happened across a couple of nights right yeah so the first time the guy the night watchman shone his torch on it and like he freaked out the brayro beastie thing freaked out and they just took off yeah second night it happened again which is like balls on this guy to go back yeah like, well it's his job so yeah still um i don't think i would have gone back i would have like, if i seen it happening i'm like nah and this time it like you would have called in sick yeah it would have yeah. and then gone on annual leave annual leave taken yeah. a monday off gone to willowbank fed something <laughs> with my paw um this time like he confronts the creature and the creature murmurs something at him yeah i forget what it was but it was it was like that which turned out um is a is an utterance from the bible yeah where uh, the devil talks about 
So it was something around was it, no, so Jesus. It was a demon. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Sorry, I'm just piecing this together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus or Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, banishes a demon from some poor fella. Mm-hmm. And that demon went by that name. And then there was a a tale where apparently a priest in that same, that same, uh, hospital. Yeah. Had, had banished a, had, had, well, he created, he he created an exorcism. He had (laughs) conducted, conducted an exorcism. And there's, there's this, there's the rumor that he may have been infiltrated Mm -hmm. by the particular demon. Yeah. It attached, because that's quite often an occurrence with an exorcism is that the demon has to attach to someone or something else. So jumps into old priesty. Yeah. Here. Into the priest. Exactly like that. And yeah, like, okay. It could have just been like the creature clearing its throat because kind of sounds like that. Um, but anyway, there's that. And so then there's that particular feeling like, okay, could this be like a demonic position hmm. type, type entity? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we hear that. We hear that. And it goes, um, next on sort of more to contemporary sightings where there was a guy who set up a camera. Yeah. So he, um, after, what did he have? He set up... Oh, he had uh, animals in his truck that he'd hunted, like yep. a raccoon or something like that. He was new to the era, wasn't he? He was sort of like he'd gone and asked... And someone had said, Oh, you live out where the Bray Road Beast like, lives out right behind you. Mm. And they say, What? And they're like, What? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, yeah. he So he had, uh, had recent kills in his truck that he, uh, he found slit from... Uh, under the neck to you know bottom of the torso with guts removed like um the next day but then uh started seeing that in other livestock uh found uh prints that he uh took to like tracks that he took Mm. to universities and they said it was a an abnormal abnormal coyote or something yeah or someone walking on stilts yeah or someone who had made (laughs) abnormal coyote prints and put them on bottom the bottom of stilts and walked along which that seems ridiculous ridiculous yeah um and so he set up a camera with some livestock dead animal uh you know in plain view and uh a a what would you there call was, it a was, purposeful and uh well-directed fog rolled in yes so uh, there was because he had a wonderful scrapbook i did see that wonderful scrapbook that he had, <laughs> had made and he made notes on everything and there were things like there was like a weird kind of like lights something odd in the sky was on one of them yeah there was a flying saucer in one yeah yeah and um there was another one where he had put this big deer or this like deer that had been hit by mm. um, a vehicle. And yeah, as you say, like he thought next morning turned up and the deer was gone. It's like, right, my camera will capture this. Yeah. However, you're telling it way better than me. However, yeah. Foggy. Yeah. So some fog rolled in and rolled back out again. And when it rolled back out, the deer was gone. And that's pretty weird. And it's yeah. on camera and he's, yeah. So he never really captured anything that, sort of i guess showed the beast but there was plenty of um i guess paranormal activity which probably highlights the the fact that this may not be a flesh and blood creature animal yeah yeah it may be something more paranormal Mm. um with it um and there was another guy who had been rocking a bonfire with his with his neighbor and his and his papa his farmers tend to do have a burn off yep so threw a bit of water on the fire it was quite late and uh, as they did that there were all these red eyes staring yeah from the paddocks across the way that they previously couldn't see because they were looking at the fire yep it was like oh shit that is spooky af yeah and they just went inside right yep they hid under their coveys yeah So yeah. Yeah, there's no real conclusions drawn from this other than that there's um, the, the, I guess the the documentary concludes that there's a whole lot of spooky shit going on um, that Wisconsin in general seems to have a whole lot of um, stuff that happens. Yep. Um, they, do, they do touch on some other sort of cases of, um, of true crime murders inspired by potentially, um, I don't know, like ulterior motives that could be linked to something 
unusual um mm-hmm. slender man is mentioned yeah there's uh other sightings of similar creatures in uh surrounding towns yeah yeah overall what would you give the expose out of uh 10 lichens being a lot one lichen being you didn't like it a lot i didn't like it <laughs> okay so what 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 i liked about this one, likened sorry yeah. what i likened about this one is that um the creepy creatures appearing in paddocks and lots of sightings and like mm. there was good witness testimony there was that um like council or local like wildlife ranger who had a file marked werewolf and he was talking to somebody at some point and then like they'll mention the werewolf all these books fell off the shelf and it was like yeah spooky stuff spooky spooky the claw marks on vehicles like i like that like that that got me that got me a little bit spine tingly okay it's like like reading like rl stein books as a kid (laughs) like yeah fired that up so i'm gonna give it seven lichens out of ten all right it's not bad. Yeah, it actually. I was like, "Wow, but spooky." It was. I mean, it was late at night when I was watching it. Oh and, yeah, that helps. And dark, and it's like this is a perfect opera for this time of thing. Mm. Yeah, if I was like sitting in my car playing with myself, like you were the other day when you were watching the last one, I probably, I probably wouldn't be as. No, no, I was just watching the thing, eh? Watching your thing. <laughs> I was just watching it. Okay, well, um, it's not going to play with itself. I would give it a two. Really? Nah. 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 <laughs> no <laughs> no it was uh it was pretty good i would say probably a legitimate six legitimate six legitimate six nice very yeah. good um, um that's good that's good good rating well um because there is there is another there is a movie on this and you can go on rotten tomatoes and it's got like a it's got a pretty crap rating on rotten tomatoes i haven't watched the movie yeah but the, the doc i was i think it's probably better okay what are we looking at next week um come back to you on that okay <laughs> In fact, we uh, we might have a different topic next week. Okay. Um, um, what I might just do here is yeah. um, I found 14 facts about the Bray, the Beast of Bray Road. Okay. Most of them aren't facts. Most of them are kind of like shitty... Even like, better. Like tales and stuff. So I'm not going to read them all. Yeah. Um, like, here's a fact. You ready? Yes. Bray Road is a country road in Alcorn, Wisconsin, where the beast was first seen. Okay. Give me the title of the list. Uh, 14, 14 facts. About? About the beast of Bray Road, the creepiest animal you've never heard of. Uh, see, that's not actually a fact about the beast of Bray Road. So, like, the first fact is, since the early days of the county, people have been reporting sightings of the beast of Bray Road in and around Alcorn, Wisconsin. And then it says... <laughs> this is just a different way of numbering beast, your Bray paragraphs. Bray Road is a country road in Elkham, Wisconsin. Where okay. the beast head was first seen. God. Um, so I'm like, hmm. So eyewitness accounts date back to the formation of the state. But many, but most of the sightings of the beast of Bray Road occurred between 1989 and 1991. Well, some did. There were a lot that did. Um, but we obviously have cited quite a few more mm-hmm. in, in this. Um, I did like this one here, though. Here is someone's first-hand experience with the Beast of Bray Roads. This wasn't in the documentary. Yeah. So I live in the town of Franklin, Wisconsin. This was about 1997-1998. We had just moved into a brand-new subdivision. And we were just talking earlier around how we loathe some of these brand-new subdivisions that are popping up. Yeah. No soul. Particularly when they put your rates up. Yeah. No soul. Uh, and, we're, uh, and we're currently the only house that was built. The rest of the area was a long distance. Uh, and there were lots of empty lots uh, around what was adjoining... Uh, old farmer's land our backyard had a running creek which is a weird way to say a a creek that Mm -hmm. has water in it Mm -hmm. i guess on the other side of the creek was some brush and a single lane road with an old wooden street light that gave off an orange hue about 30 yards or so away old old wooden street light (laughs) (laughs) it was a warm summer night and i was having a sleepover with one of my friends hey uh, we had all the lights off oh, and we're playing hide and seek in the dark. Hiding what? Jesus. Where? Oh, sorry. I didn't realize it was going to go this way. Yeah. Um, what sort of a website day. is this? Um, I went back into the sunroom and saw something crouched over illuminated through the brush from the orange streetlight. I'm not sure how to describe its body posture. 
But you, you're you going know, to anyway. But I'm going to tell. anyway. You know how when you're about to throw up and you hunch over on your knees and palms? Weird. What the heck is this? It was similar to that. Its breaths were so deep and heavy that you could see its chest heaving. From the, you do heave when you throw up. I'll mm-hmm. give that. Uh, chest heaving from the distance. Uh, we had about a 140-pound Akita who stood six feet tall on his hind legs. Do you want to see what a dog that is? I don't know. It was a dog. Akita. No. I could easily tell that whatever this was dwarfed my Akita. It sounds like a power tool. It does. I think you're Makita. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta uh, get my Akita charged. I gotta <laughs> hang these portraits. <laughs> or if you have to get an extension cord like I do. Um, <laughs> I also know that it wasn't any type of dog or wolf. Its hind legs were thick and muscular like a man's, but its body tapered at the abdomen and head like a wolf or canine. So this sounds like... It sounds like that um, strip club you went to. It does, actually. Uh, they haven't talked about the um, the more reproductive organ region, but hopefully <laughs> they get to that. Um, I called out to my friend who came over and just said, What the fuck is that? <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> to me. What is this article? Trying not to make much noise. You wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> we sat there as it was hunched for a good 30 minutes. What? My dad, uh, who was a hard-ass Vietnam vet, oh my god, uh, came this out to see what the hell we were doing up so late. We asked what it was, and he just said, "I don't know." He then went outside as we stayed in, scared for my dad. It doesn't quite sound right. <laughs> uh, we had one of those old mega lights. Mega lights. It's like a light, but mega. Mega. That had the power of a thousand candles. A thousand suns. Yeah. That sounds like Power Rangers. Uh, And took it with him. He stood in the driveway and shined it onto whatever we were watching. It looked back at us, and I honestly don't remember its eye color. I'll say red. Okay. We'll go with red. Not hazel or blue, probably. Is hazel ever used as a color when it's not talking about eyes? I don't think so. I've got hazel eyes. What color are they, though? Kind of greeny brown. Look at my eyes, look at my eyes, look around the eyes, look around the eyes, look at the eyes. It's like khaki. You're saying your eyes are khaki. Your eyes are khaki, they're not hazel. What I do remember is that when it took, when it took off into the brush, it took off upright, like a sprinter from the on all fours stance. My dad heard it splash through the creek and hightailed it in. It was one of those fucked up moments you don't really talk about (laughs) because people with, because people with think you were crazy. Particularly with poor grammar. When I heard about it so many years later, I immediately knew I'd seen it too. So there you go. That's the first-hand account of the uh, Brayro Beast. That's really good. I'm surprised the Vietnam vet didn't just track it down and headbutt it. Yeah, if he was hard-ass. Yeah. It's badass. Badass. Um, And the book. So the book is called The Beast of Bray Road, Tailing Wisconsin's Werewolf. Mm -hmm. Um, Pick a random review by Sharon A. It was okay. (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of where i went a fairly well written account of how this beast blossomed into a national star. i was like blossomed into a beautiful young woman into a beautiful dog. into a beautiful young dog disappointed about the poor sources mostly general books and non-credible witnesses ah well <laughs> as i just heard yeah which is strange for a journalist i yeah. would quibble with several assertions for example why were large black cats even mentioned as they certainly don't fit so got dogs and cats it's weird um i wished for more serious research than this i wished for more serious research than this it's the only decent source out there but rather weak overall i would have rated it 2.5 stars right in the middle but that was impossible <laughs> so she rated it two <laughs> two lichens <laughs> out of five yeah two lichens out of five hmm. um yeah um and i'll give ar says five stars i love my first book about cryptozoology so he's still not mm, he's new he's a newbie. It's his first one. So. Yeah. She did an excellent job. Remember when be- we were newbies? Yeah. So cute. So cutie. <laughs> she did an excellent job investigating as well as speculating every angle possible to guess the identity of the beast. She's got a good sense of humour. So not only is this book creepy, but also tongue and hairy cheek. <laughs> oh, you win the reviews. Uh, a fascinating read. 
Brilliant. Um, and we'll end with Chris. I don't know what I expected from this book, but I fit, but it fell very flat for me. The fact that all the people in the book, including the author, are obviously ignorant to the size of wolves is very evident. Mm. <laughs> it was 170 pages and should have been a breeze, but it took forever. Two stars. Brilliant. Well, you didn't think it was brilliant. It was two stars. Subpar. I mean, brilliant that it's finished. Yeah, 170 pages. It took forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think brilliant the doc- that he persevered. Yeah, Don't you hate it when you when you like? I wouldn't have made it 170 pages. No, I just wouldn't. I've got, and I know we're usually big fans, but Secret Machines, um, they've they've got their. Uh, Secret Machines series, which is like Chasing Shadows in a Fire Within, is a really good read. Yes. I don't read often, but those ones I can get through pretty easy. There's another series they did, which is God's Man in War, which is supposedly non-fiction, and I just struggle. I cannot get past the first chapter. What's wrong with them? It's just like... You know those authors, and... And I don't think I'm a stupid guy. (laughs) Right? <laughs> That's good. You don't think that. I don't think good. I'm a stupid guy. I'm not a stupid. I'm, not, I'm no stupid fella. I'm no stupid. But there's authors who use words that are bigger than they need to, and I can only assume oh, it's on, so that they... F- on purpose, yeah. So that they feel superior to your lowly reading skill. But to me, when I see that, I get enraged because um, I'm a... I'm a UX designer, which is you think about nothing but your audience and what they would want to hear, see, feel, experience. And so um, for somebody to not think about the reader and the way to make this thing accessible just really fires me up. I guess if you're aiming it at uh, the top tier of intellectuals, then sure, use, use yeah. that. But when it's aimed as the, the Joe Everyman... Yeah, which then, it was. Then, yeah, don't. It's sold to people as a follow-up to, you know, the... The book about the UFO sightings in the Area 51s yeah. and the action adventure book. Yeah. Um, I don't recommend that one. No. I bought it. I don't think I've read it. Well, I know I haven't read it. I don't think I've read past the first chapter. And I don't know if I ever will. You're going to review it? Uh, doing I it just now? did. I guess you're doing it now. This is my you? book review segment. <laughs> um, um, I give that one probably one lichen out of five. So... If we're looking at lichens. Like an five, yeah. <laughs> all right. So we- yeah, that's that's kind of all we have on the the Beast of Bray Road. If you can find the doco, I would recommend it. Um, yep. Based on our lichen ratings, it's yeah <laughs> it holds up. It holds up strong. It's um, worth seeing. Yeah, maybe light. You know, get on the dark, light a candle, get on the covers. Take Ooh, it easy. Let's drop my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like yeah, that sounds romantic. It's not romantic, it's scary. Yeah. Unless um, you I mean, watch it again, thinking about the the lichen is actually the good guy. Mm. In this in this world where humans come along and mess it up. I know. He is an environmentalist. It's a good concept for a for a show. It is actually in fact I've got a He's a do gooder. He's granddad. a greedy green thumb. Mm-hmm. Green claws, green paws. Yeah. My granddad once gave me a book that I haven't read, which was King Kong, but from Kong's point of view. I should oh. really read that. That's quite a bit it's like a misunderstood. Yeah, I mean, it's like from his point of view, like poor guy gets like captured and taken. Yeah, he gets the... drugged, captured, wakes up in New York City. It's horrible. Then just gets killed. I mean, spoiler alert. Oh, I mean, you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that's a really good point. That's really just, you know, like that's really unfair. Yeah. It makes it way sadder. Yeah, it's like when there's like some stories reading the day about like some orca that was like killing people at like a Sea World type aqu- um, oh, attraction, like blackfish. Yeah, have you seen that doco? That's what it was actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and Siri didn't explain that one when she listened to the doco. Yeah, I was reading about the blackfish the doco. I'm like, I don't feel sorry for those people. It's like that animal should not be in an enclosure. Mm. Like, Free Willy in 1997 told me that. Yeah. That's been like 22 years. Yeah. Ah, oh, Dad at the podcast again. <laughs> um, um, no good. No good. Uh, have you seen the doco, though? Did you watch it? Not Did you yet, just read about it? I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll love it. It's right up your alley. You hate cruelty to animals. Oh, you'll I love know. this one. Yep. If people get their <laughs> just desserts, then I'm kind of okay with that. 
Have a watch. And uh, it's the reason I didn't push too hard to go to SeaWorld in America. I would never go. No. No. Well, because it's easy to... Um, the the thing is, you go to you go to America. You got the park passes and all this sort of stuff. You can catch a bus from outside your hotel to go straight to this. Um, I say hotel, but we know where we stayed. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, it was. It had walls. It was a fine had a little super eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and and the brochures for it talk about how it's about conservation and research and things like this, but then it quickly becomes a. Do you really want to go there? Yeah. See all these things in cages? I, Probably I, I, not. I get the injured animals, bring them back, rehabilitate them, but then re- release them into the wild. Yeah. Um, and there may be some that can't go back to the wild. Yeah. Mm. Okay, but don't just keep shit locked up. Yep. That's not fair. Don't breed them to be locked up. No. I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, if they keep doing that, then you never know. This green-thumbed um, lichen may just bust them out. And on that note, we'll call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. Join us next week. Toodaloo!